Welcome to the Salem Alliance Church Podcast. To learn more about Salem Alliance, including house churches, gathering times, and other resources, please visit us online at salemalliance.org. Today's talk is given by Rob Basham. Church, today we are going to be celebrating Pentecost. Pentecost is this celebration. It's the anniversary of the launch of the church, the launch of the movement when the church of Christ was born, when the spirit fell among the believers that were gathered. And some of you might be saying, wasn't Pentecost last week? And yeah, you're correct. Pentecost was last week. And we just felt that here at Salem Alliance Church that if the early church fathers and, and our sisters in Christ, if they had to wait 50 days for Pentecost, that we should wait a little bit longer. And so we just decide we're going to delay an extra week. And so we come anticipating God is going to show up today. And truth be told, that's not true. Our preaching team got the, the date totally wrong. We messed up. <laughs> We realized it like three weeks ago, and we said, we can't change this now. And so we're just going to celebrate a week late. We feel that's all right. We feel expectant that the Spirit will come today. Here at Sam Alliance, we celebrate Pentecost on a level that we celebrate Christmas and Easter. We feel it is a really important event that happened in the scriptures. And so today, we're going to celebrate that. This is also our final week in our series, Replant. And so for the past three weeks, Steve has been casting vision, the vision that our leaders feel is for our future as a church. We feel that God is calling us to be more than just a come and see church, but that we are being called to our neighborhoods to go and be the aroma of Christ wherever we step foot. And so we've been talking about what that might look like and what it would look like for us to move from being more of an audience to an army that is engaging our city in creative ways. We've talked about house churches, and we've talked about different groups that are popping up and how we want to be a, a people of God that have the courage to challenge one another and invite one another. How we want to move from, at times, being overly comfortable to being a people that will just empower one another to be disciple makers. And so today, we're going to continue talking through that. We took a look at this graphic about how house churches, as they continue to multiply, as we continue to see new apprentices develop and launch their own churches and new house church leaders be raised up, that we feel that we're going to see every corner of our city changed that our vision to see the city at peace with God is going to be realized as we continue to just move forward. So today, as we talk about Pentecost, there's two things that we're going to be looking at. The first, I want to celebrate the multicultural and multilinguistic aspects of Pentecost. I want us to, to look at the full arc of Scripture, and I want, to see, I want us to see that Pentecost actually redeems the story of the Tower of Babel. The second thing that I want to do is I want to look at the command, be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth. We see it in multiple places in Scripture. And at Pentecost, with the coming of Holy Spirit, it takes on an entirely new layer. We're going to look at that today. And as we do, we're going to open up the Word of God and celebrate the multicultural, multilinguistic aspect of Pentecost. Would you join me in reading Acts 2? You're going to see it here on the screen. On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. 
वे आश्चर्य में भरकर विस्मय के साथ बोले ये बोलने वाले सभी लोग क्या गली नहीं हैं फिर हम में से हर एक उन्हें हमारी अपनी ही मातृभाषा में बोलते हुए कैसे सुन रहा है वहाँ पर थी मैदी और इलामी मैसेपटेमी के निवासी यहूदिया और कंपुदुकिया कुंतुस और एशिया फ्रिगिया और पम्फिलिया मिस्र और सहरीन नगर के निकट लीबिया के कुछ प्रदेशों के लोग रोम से आए यात्री जिनमें जन्मजात यहूदी और यहूदी धर्म ग्रहण करने वाले लोग क्रेती तथा अरब يقول الله ويكون في ايام الاخيره اني اسكب من روحي على كل بشر فيتنبا بنوكم وبناتكم ويرى شبابكم رؤى ويهلم شيوخكم احلاما وعلى ابيد ايضا وايمائي اسكب من روحي في تلك الايام فيتنبؤون واعطي اجائب في السماء من فوق وايات على الارض من اسفل دما ونارا وبقارا دقانا تتحول الشمس الى ظلمه والقمر الى دم قبل ان يجي يوم الرب العظيم الشهير ويكون كل من يدعى باسم الرب يخلص ايها الرجال الاسرائيليون اسمعوا هذا الاقوال يسوع الناصري رجل قد برحنا لكم من قبل الله بقوات وعجائب الله صناه بيده فوسطكم كما انتم ايضا تعلمون كلمه الرب امين Amen. This is the word of the Lord. I love that video. I love our brothers and sisters in Christ here at Sam Alliance getting to read the word in their mother tongues. And today I want to tie together some familiar stories for us. Some stories that many of us are well aware of. I want to look start in Genesis and just look at these stories. Many of these we've learned kind of in their own box, but I want us to see how they are woven together. You see in Genesis 1 and 1 verse 128 actually we see Adam and Eve are given a command to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. Now sin entered into the world and that's not fully realized and so what happens is the people rebel against God. And a few chapters later we have the story of the flood. And we see that after the flood Noah is given the similar command in fact the same command Noah is told be fruitful multiply and fill the earth There's something strategic here there's something very important about this command and yet we see also with the descendants of Noah that they do not do this In fact they follow one of the one of the descendants one of the stronger leaders Nimrod and they move to this plain called Babylonia and instead of filling the earth they gather together in one place It's an act of disobedience. And in fact, we see in Genesis 11, which we're going to read here, we see the reason 
that in Genesis 10, we see this table of nations, this map of where all these nations and languages are. Genesis 11 tells us how that came to be, the story of the Tower of Babel. Again, another familiar story. But as I read it, look for the keys and the connections. The Tower of Babel, at one time, all the people of the world spoke the same language and used the same words. As the people migrated to the east, they found a plain in the land of Babylonia, and they settled there. They began saying to each other, let's make bricks and harden them with fire. In this region, bricks were used instead of stone, and tar was used for mortar. Then they said, come, let's build a great city for ourselves with a tower that reaches to the sky. This will make us famous and keep us from being scattered all over the world. But the Lord came down to look at the city and the tower the people were building. Look, he said, the people are united and they all speak the same language. After this, nothing they set out to do will be impossible for them. Come, let's go down and confuse the people with different languages. Then they won't be able to understand each other. In that way, the Lord scattered them all over the world, and they stopped building the city. This is why the city was called Babel, because this is where the Lord confused the people with different languages. In this way, he scattered them all over the world. This is the word of the Lord. It's amazing to me. They're told to scatter and fill the earth, and they don't. And yet God comes in and he confuses this. God says, break it up. And suddenly we have these different languages and humanity is broken into these different people groups and they spread out. You see, to me, the interesting thing here is the confusion of languages seems more like a gentle restoration for the people of God to fulfill their destiny. It's putting them back onto the road of blessing and flourishing. I think oftentimes we look at it as God's wrath and punishment coming upon the people, but it's not the case. You see, let me pause here because I assure you, as an adult sitting in the Middle East trying to learn the language of, of Arabic, which is considered one of the hardest languages in the world to learn, I could look at languages as a curse pretty easily. It was a pretty frustrating and incredibly humbling experience, but church, What's amazing here is when we look at through the lens of Pentecost at the story of Babel, we realize that Pentecost represents the redemption of this story. Pentecost represents the redemption of the Tower of Babel. At Pentecost, that ability to communicate with others is restored. The disunity, the confusion, it's all redeemed. The miracle of tongues where everyone was able to hear the word of God in their own language was part of the birth of the church of Jesus. That is amazing to me. The church at its launch was a picture of God breaking down the culture and ethnic divisions that existed. These divisions that had been imposed at Babel, they revealed that the bride of Christ, us, the people of God, are not defined by language or culture, but by a common unity, a common faith in Jesus Christ and his spirit. A church unified in its diversity was born on that first Pentecost. And we celebrate that today. Church, with Pentecost, we move from a level of forced uniformity that was seen in the babble, in the clustering disobedience, a return for us to our calling, 
to our destiny to multiply and be a diverse group that fills the earth declaring who Jesus is. Pentecost reminds us that the Spirit of God rejects assimilation under the concept of unity, for that is nothing more than uniformity. And uniformity can't capture the true beauty of God. Only unity, seen in the credible diversity, can do such a thing. We don't have to diminish our differences when we gather together to belong. In fact, we get to celebrate the cultures and the languages that are present throughout the church. The global glory of the gospel, it can only be understood, only be under, uh, expressed through the praises of the many languages that fill the earth. And so today, we celebrate the multicultural and multilinguistic aspects of the church introduced to us at Pentecost. And I want to challenge you to embrace that in some, some new ways in the coming weeks and months. The first thing that I want to challenge you to do is to actually learn a new language. That's a big challenge. For some of you, that means to actually become fluent. For some of you, it means to become conversational. But actually, what I want to encourage you to do is to pick up some greetings. I want you to be able to pick up a couple of greetings, pick up a couple of prayers, and pick up a couple of ways to express who God is to you in a language that is not your own. You see, that's a powerful thing to do. It shows you that you're part of something bigger. Even here at Salem Alliance in the coming weeks, we're going to have an Ethiopian church that's going to start meeting on our campus and a Hmong church that's going to start meeting on our campus. Their kids will be joining our children in our children's programs. And we have an incredible group that's watching right now, Deaf Ecclesia, our S3 congregation. Glad you guys are with us today. How amazing when we see our brothers and sisters in Christ in the hallways, if we can greet them in their mother tongue, if we can proclaim who God is to us in a language that they understand. Church, are we ready to see the richness of hearing God's word read in these different languages? Are we ready to sing songs in languages that are not our first? Are we ready to step out of our comfort zones and build multicultural communities in our house churches here in this building that allow us to reflect the communities that we exist in even better? Are we ready to learn from and be challenged by cultures that are not our own? Are we ready to be enriched and sharpened? Are we ready for that reciprocity where we get to bless them and they get to bless us? Church, my life has been enriched because of this. When I pastored in Boston, I got to pastor, and we shared offices with this Guatemalan church. They were this warfare prayer church. I learned so much about the intensity from which they prayed. Living in the Middle East and getting to see my Jordanian brothers and sisters in Christ and the way they practice hospitality enriched me. It made me a better person. And my Palestinian brothers and sisters, oh, the way that they could endure and hold on to hope admits suffering. Or my Korean friends, who a good time for them and the way they fellowship is to get in a tiny room and lift their voices as loud as they can all at once to proclaim who Jesus is. Or the way that I've been stretched and challenged by my Congolese sisters here in Salem, who have taught me truly the power of repentance and fasting. Asante Yesu. 
Church, are we ready to learn from and be challenged by cultures that are not our own? This morning, I hope you see the arc of what happened, the commands given in Genesis, be fruitful and multiply, the way that is redeemed incredibly through the story of Pentecost, but it isn't fully realized. What we really get to celebrate is what happens in Revelation, in the images that we have there. Revelation 5 says this, and they sang a new song saying, worthy are you to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain, and by your blood you ransomed people from God from every tribe and language and people and nation. And you have made them a kingdom and priests to our God, and they shall reign on the earth. And then in chapter 7, after this, I looked and behold, a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white with palm branches in their hands, crying out with a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. I wonder what that day will be like. Will each of us be screaming that in our mother tongue? Salvation belongs to our God. Yet will we all understand it in ways that we did at Pentecost? Today, we celebrate the multicultural, multilinguistic aspect of Pentecost. And this morning, we also Recognize that this command to be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth takes on a new layer at Pentecost and still has incredible relevance for us today. One of my favorite theologians writes this. He says, the point is that the undoing of Babel by the gift of Spirit God is part of the redemption, regathering, and reshaping of God's people through whom the new creation story might continue to creatively speak his let there be light language to the nations as God dwells in their midst. It's an amazing thing. Church, the beauty of Pentecost is that instead of scattering in confusion, we, the church, now scatter on mission. Instead of scattering in confusion, we, the church, now scatter on mission. Our mission to make the name of Jesus known. And this is our invitation. Church, we have received Holy Spirit. We are the bride of Christ. We are a people, not a program, not a building. We are a living, active community. With spirit power, we are designed to manifest the peace and the power and the presence of Jesus everywhere we step foot. You see, when the spirit fell at Pentecost, everything changed. No longer was the, the presence of God only seen in the temple. Now, his presence was mobile. Now, his presence could go everywhere. And the way he chooses to take his presence everywhere is through us, his mobile temples. Church, everything changed. It is amazing. We now take that presence wherever we step foot. I'm currently reading this little book called The Starfish in the Spirit. And tucked away in the middle of that book is this phrase that grabbed my attention. Our purpose, to fill everything everywhere with the fullness of Jesus. To fill everything everywhere with the fullness of Jesus. What is that fullness? God entered the world through his son to bring peace, the shalom, the salam that we speak of. It's part of our vision to bring that to every corner of our city. This wholeness, this human flourishing, freedom from shame and guilt, the healing of sickness and death. This is the peace of Christ that we have to offer. 
And Pentecost adds a new layer to the command to fill the earth. Because now, church, we fill the earth as spirit-empowered people, bringing fullness where we go. It's our commission to be glimpses of heaven here on earth. We have the authority to bless, to break injustice. Church, God is building his collective temple in his people, in you and in me, in the neighborhoods of Salem and to the ends of the earth. This is our replant. This is our allowing God to use the disruptions that have happened to recalibrate us to be his kingdom people on mission. This is our shift from audience to army. And so church, you, I, have been planted in significant places You have a circle of influence. Maybe it's your work. Maybe it's the school that you attend. Maybe it's your family. Maybe it's the street you live on or the apartment complex that you call home. But you have been placed somewhere strategically. And the invitation is for you to pour out the Spirit of God in fullness where you are. And so this week, when Spirit nudges, will you buy a drink for that person? Will you send that encouraging text or call that person who randomly came to mind? This week when spirit nudges, will you let that comment go and believe the best about that family member or that coworker? Will you grieve with those who are grieving? Will you celebrate with those who are celebrating? And when you're in community, maybe in your house church, when you gather together, will you bring your authentic self to the table as you break bread? as you answer the call to pray for one another, as you decide where to serve together collectively in our city. Churchway, we recognize this invitation to scatter on mission that Pentecost offers us. And as we do, may we experience spirit empowerment. May we experience laughter and tears and healing prayer and celebration together. Because church... That's what it's about. That's what house church looks like. It was a year ago on Pentecost that we gave a challenge, that we gave an invitation, and we commissioned house church leaders. It was for such a time as this. It was one of those moments, and 50 house church leaders stepped up and were commissioned to launch a movement last Pentecost that has changed our city. We didn't know the full extent of what was happening, but we realize now it wasn't just for that moment. We realize now that it wasn't just a bridge to help us navigate COVID. It was us moving forward. It's a big part of our replant. We will continue to gather here, but we will continue to fill the neighborhoods of our city with house churches. And so the final challenge this morning is that same calling. It is an invitation for you to consider leading a house church. To those of you already in a house church, those of you even watching right now, might God be calling you to multiply? Might he be calling you to step out and to start another one, to take a few people with you and to multiply? We have lists of names of people wanting to join house churches throughout our city. And so the call, are you willing to be that mobile temple in your circle of influence to lead discussions after services sometime during the week? We'll provide you with the questions to ask to facilitate those discussions and process sermons and process scripture. Are you willing to offer prayers of healing for your group, to check in during the week, 
to help find provision when provision is needed. For some of you, that seems like a big ask. For some of you, this might seem intimidating. And might I say that you might even be saying, I'm not equipped. But if that's your response right now, might spirit be nudging you? Might he be nudging you? You need to pay attention to that. It was at Pentecost that people just like us received Holy Spirit and they were commissioned. They were filled and sent out and fire fell and they became the mobile temples that filled their communities with peace and power. Church, we have neighborhoods that need to experience the fullness of Jesus. The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. And so this morning, if God is calling you to start or lead or even be an apprentice in a house church, you think this is something maybe down the road I will do, there's two things that I would ask of you. The first, would you let us know? Would you simply send Sam Brown an email? He'll be in the lobby. He would love to talk to you right after this service. And would you consider joining us? We'll be doing a house church commissioning here in a couple of weeks. We'd love for you to join us. Whether you want to start a house church, you know you're ready, or you're even just interested, would you consider coming to that? But the second thing I want to do is I want to commission some of you today. So if you are here today and something is stirring in you and you feel God might potentially be calling you to lead a house church, or if you are here today and you are a house church leader, or you're watching this today with your house church, House church leaders, apprentices, those interested, would you please stand and receive this commissioning prayer? I commission you with the Spirit's empowering and enabling that you might shine the love of God into places of hopelessness and restlessness, a love which is wisely and practically, it steps in with boldness and humility into places of pain and confusion, conflict and tension. I commission you with spirits empowering and enabling that you will bring community to the isolated and to the lonely, that you will authoritatively pray healing into relationships, emotions, and even hurting bodies. I commission you with the Spirit's empowering and enabling that you will lead discussions that cause people to understand the incredible depth of the Father's love for them and the beauty of the scriptures that God has blessed us with. I bless you in the name of Jesus. You can be seated. Thanks for listening to the Salem Alliance Church Podcast. We hope you've been challenged and inspired. Salem Alliance is a community of believers located in downtown Salem, Oregon, and we are passionate about our city being a city at peace with God. To experience other messages and discover more about who we are, please visit salemalliance.org or download the Salem Alliance app. And again, thanks for listening.